pleasure down to play with the sexy scaly bots. Super sexy skeletons will bone you down tonight. Bumpin', grindin', rattle them, they're fun and worth the fight. Hello and welcome to the Roll for Hotness podcast. My name is Lucas Quinn and I am your DM. And with me, I have a band of adventurers who are ready to face the horrors of the day. Say hello, heroes. Hello. hello. And who do we have with us today? I'm Ruffin, playing Riley Cinders. This is Javi, and I'm playing Renegon. I'm Sammy, and I'll be playing Van Harad. And I'm Yuki, and I play Rhea. For those listening, we will be playing in the fifth edition of a tabletop role-playing game known as Dungeons & Dragons. Most people have heard of it, and many of you listening have probably played it at least once. But if you haven't, the concept isn't that complicated. As the DM, our dungeon master, I will be taking these players into a world of fantasy where we will transverse and create a story together. The players handle their specific own characters through this world, and me as the DM create the entire rest of the world in non-player-controlled characters. We use different-sided dice to help move around that story, which say how good or how bad we do something, or in the case of this podcast, how hot our characters are. The most common die is a d20, which has 20 sides, and in D&D, a 20 is great, and a 1 is awful. If you've never played before, you can take a brief look at the rulebook, which may help you understand things better, and we will work to help explain how it all works here on the show. Now, we shall hear about what kind of hot heroes we have soon, but are you all ready to learn more about this world you'll be diving into? Yes. Uh, yes. I didn't realize it was a schmutz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to make history fun, but just pretend that you're in college and some really hot teacher is reading this lore off to you, and it'll make it better. Welcome to the world of Zaldin. A fantastical world of magic and wonder, but also one filled with horror and war. It is a world of two central continents, Lazaran and Osmidia, whose landscape has been shaped by their people. Lazaran is the continent to the east, which is predominantly ran by the Argoni Empire that seeks to control all of Zaldan. The Argoni family has ruled for the last nine centuries, from the 40th century to the present day, which is the 49th century. The continent of Lazaran is home to many tieflings, but is home to a few other races like humans, elves, and halflings. This is because of the creator of Zaldan who is known as Casaban. Casaban was a demonic lord within the plane of the Abyss, which for those listening and who are not familiar with the concept, the Abyss is an outer plane, which in simple terms, an outer plane is somewhat like heaven or hell. In fact, in D&D, there is a heaven and a hell that exists as outer planes. These are planes completely separate to what is known as the material plane, which would be the world of Zaldan. The abyss is a more chaotic version of hell, which is the easiest way to explain it for now. We'll learn more about the planes soon, but know that outer planes have very little connection to Zaldan, and inner planes are more connected. Inner planes are closer to the theme of a spiritual world, mimicking most of the material world, but different. The plane of elsewhere is something we will go over very soon, and it is the inner plane to Zaldan. But first, back to Casaban. He is the creator and the first god of Zaldan, 
this demonic lord escaped the plane of the abyss and made this world. He wanted a place to escape and created this world for his one true love, a woman named Lazara, who he helped escape the abyss as well. More history for them will come later, but the combination of the two made the tiefling people that most heavily populates the continent of Lazaran. Tieflings are a race of people that come from the offspring of a demon and a human. In many fantasy worlds, they are the edgy kids that people are kind of scared of for being part demon. But here in the world of Zaldan, they are more of the majority. They are the size of a normal human, but have varied skin colors, fun devil horns, and tails. Having lived for so long in Lazara and developing to each various biome the land has to offer, the tieflings are divided into four major sub-races. We have the Royal Red, which have inhabited more of the cities and towns. These are the builders of empires and politics and have maintained the red hue skin of a normal demon. They take a lot of pride in being closer to the creator Casaban. Those tieflings that lived on the islands to the south of Lazaran and have spent more time around the sea have developed a more blue-hued skin tone. These are known as the Ojai. These people are mighty seafarers and merchants. Tieflings that have dwelled in the mountains and have spent more time in the darkness of the earth than in the sun are known as the Yemen. These people tend to be mighty warriors and of great strength living in their mountain environment. The final group of tieflings flock to the woods and live a more druidic lifestyle. These are known as the Visions, who value culture, healing, and creativeness more than anything. Outside of the tieflings, many of the other standard fantasy races came to Zaldan through various means. All was well and accepted by the tiefling majority for quite some time until a particular event known as the Great Conjunction. To start, we must return back to the concept of inner planes, which connect directly to the material plane, in this case, the world of Zaldan. In other fantasy material worlds, this typically includes three primary inner planes. We have the elemental plane, which is what brings the elements of fire, water, earth, and air into the material plane. Trip to this plane would allow an adventurer to see the four different environments of these elements in destructive form. Their elements come to the material form in a more controlled way. The other two planes most commonly in the inner planes are mirror planes. That means these reflect the material plane landscape, but the magic and the people are inherently different. One is the Feywilds, a magical land of fey creatures which are whimsical, but sometimes deadly. The land is filled with color. Imagine fairies, satyrs, and magical elven types of design. The other is Shadowfell, which is the darker side of that coin. Shadowfell is the land of darkness and shadow, gothic in its nature to some level. We find vampires, werewolves, and plenty of dark creatures embracing either the shadow or the undead. The Feywilds, Shadowfell, and the elemental planes are pretty essential in creating a world and are always separate. The creator Casaban did not follow this and created a singular inner plane that would source the elements and magic of these three planes together. The Fey creatures would still exist, but they would become a merger of the more whimsical Fey and those of the Shadow. They would exist in a world of chaotic elements and landscape that would breed disaster and unspeakable horrors. This plane became known as Elsewhere to those from the material world. And those that lived in Elsewhere 
spent all their lives suffering in it, until another god came and saved them, opening a gateway from elsewhere to the world of Zaldan. That god was known as the Faceless One. Not much is known about this god, other than he flocked to Zaldan at the time of the event. He was the second major god, and two more came to follow, Oleana and Azadin. It is said that the Faceless One, in great jest, touched upon mirrors in the material world and opened up a portal for the people of elsewhere to flee. And so they did, a majority of them landing onto what is now called the continent of Osmidia. But not all from elsewhere were good-natured. Many bad fae and monsters fled through the gateway while it was open. The gateway was shut after the pilgrimage of these people for good, and there is said to be no way back to elsewhere. Before this event, there was already a good deal of monsters referred to as horrors in Zaldan. When this conjunction between the two planes occurred, it only became worse. There is a group that finds and brings an end to these horrors when they become a danger to society. They are called the Hunters, and they existed before the Great Conjunction. While many of these people from elsewhere were willing to join the Hunters and help defend the world from these horrors, the Argoni Empire and many of the people from Lazaran still have ill feelings about these outsiders. In the early days, there were many battles between the two sides of people. Those from elsewhere made what was called the Thrall Alliance, which consists of the civilized and intelligent species from the inner plane. While elsewhere was the long-term name of what the people from the material world had called the inner plane, the elsewhere people who called it home had a different name for it, which was Thrall. Named such because they felt slaves to the chaotic, undeniably deadly world. Now, many default to saying elsewhere. This alliance is in direct opposition of the Empire, who wants to control all of Zaldan. The Empire, which while more generally accepting of those from elsewhere than six centuries ago when they first arrived, still harbors both distrust and blame. At the present day, the two sides are at peace, but one that could still be easily broken. The Thrall Alliance still resides mostly in Osmidia, while the Argoni Empire controls all of Lazaran. There's still certainly more history to learn, but I don't want to bore you guys. For now, just know that this campaign will be a setting that indulges in both horror and comedy. It will be of a style that is both very gothic and very magical, as we blend these darker styles of fae with the world ruled by tieflings. We have these different types of what I deem as shadow fae that come from elsewhere. For those that know the creatures of the fae wilds in Shadowfell, Many of them have altered race variants to match the theme of the two mirror planes coming together. Satyrs with black devilish horns and skin. Centauri shades with horse lower body and an upper body of a black humanoid shadow. We have bat pixies, which are just as they sound. Pixies with a hunger for blood. We have altered variants of vampires and werewolves as well. And then the elemental genasi, which managed to thrive in elsewhere's elemental chaos. There are plenty more that we will see as we delve deeper into this world. Now, this campaign will no doubt be balancing questions about politics, immigration, and discrimination. There will be views from some NPCs that could prove unfavorable. But we shine a light on what we know is incorrect. There are plenty of hard topics that we will stay away from, but note that this will be a mature campaign 
with themes of horror close to a Curse of Strahd campaign. It's going to be a wonderful, funny, and scary world. Hell yeah. Now that we have heard about our setting, let's hear about who will adventure in this world. Sammy? All right, well, I will be playing Van Hadef, a 24-year-old human artificer with an eye for alchemy and a passion for entomology, a passion that permeates every aspect of my class, which led me to the creation of my homunculus servant, Duchess. Once just a tried exoskeleton of a golden beetle I had acquired from a prized collection. Now, after a powerful chemical concoction of mine creation, she rises to the task of trusted companion. I live in Marston with my father, mother, uncle and young sister. As a family, we help tend to our business, a magical item shop. It is the reason I travel at the moment as every so often we require supplies for said shop that cannot be acquired locally. Ideally, you shall not refer to me outside of my earshot. It's quite rude. But if you absolutely must, they then pronounce shall suffice. All right. Is that the voice for us? I, I love, love that voice. <laughs> yeah. Sultry. <laughs> Nat 20 voice. Ooh, wow. Hell yeah. All right. And... Javi, what do we got coming from you? So I'm playing uh, Ranagon, who is a human tiefling, and the class is going to be Paladin. Oh, Paladin. Yeah. Is there a, uh, is a certain god that you're going to be following? Um, so that's that's the thing. Um, he doesn't really know what god he's following. He's just been gifted these abilities, and um, he's part of his journey is figuring out what god is giving him these uh, powers. But he doesn't really talk about it um, too much. I see. Well, I guess uh, we got some surprises ahead for you and for the rest of us. Yes. All right. And where is he from? Uh, he's basically a mercenary from Sermont, uh, the you know the big industrial city. Um, mercenary. He really only picks up jobs though to do good. So he ends up turning down a lot of jobs depending on you know what kind of shady things he's being asked to do. His goal in life is to just see the good in people and help those in need whenever possible. So he's pretty selfless. Um, he tries to be courageous and focused, but the downfall of that is he doesn't really make much time to himself. Um, his parents were professional crafters in Sermont, but they retired when he was 20. Um, so they live in Rockford, the um, town next to Sermont. So he hasn't seen them in about six years. He's 26. Um, I like to call him a glorified gypsy. So um, he has heard that there's um, big uh, money-paying jobs in Host, so that's why um, he's headed that way. Yes, and he's traveled across the continent. Yes, so too. he's um, just you know picking up jobs uh, on the way there and just basically trying to help everyone everywhere he goes. All right, and do we have a special character voice? or I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what comes up then. Yes. <laughs> All right, next up, we have Ruffin. So I'll be playing Riley Cinders, a human bard. She's 28 years old. Her pronouns are she, her. She's a bit of a vagabond traveling around with her trusty companion, an armadillo named Stirrups. She lives her life as a series of wagers, making money via bets and dares and so forth, and losing money too. So she can be a little wild, uh, but hopefully she'll still be fun. Now for Riley, I'm going to try and speak in a terrible western accent for two reasons. 
One, because I like cowboys. And two, because it's the only accent I can hold for more than about 30% of the time. I do apologize. Hopefully, we can power through this together. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I know I didn't give a ton about Riley, but you'll just have to speak with her. Uh, she's got lots to say. Well, Riley sounds lovely. She's not. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yuki, what do you have for us? I'll be playing Rhea. Rhea is an Ojai tiefling. She has very, very light blue skin um, and dark blue eyes. It's very short and very thin. Very, very small. Kind of disappears into the background as much as she can. She's a necromancer and she does travel with a companion named Patches. Now, her belief is that death is pretty final and it's a release from the torments that we face in life, but on one occasion she has kept somebody alive and that was her rat patches who died suddenly a few years ago and was her first successful uh, reanimation she is pretty quiet and has a difficult time with social situations so she is very good at sticking to the background wherever she goes she grew up around nobles and the higher class but never really spoke much so the way she speaks and her mannerisms are Perhaps a little odd? You will pick up on something specific she does in time. She's come to house to take an opportunity to put her magical skills to use and travel the world of Zaldan. The travel part is purely for pleasure. Absolutely no other reason behind that at all. She sounds amazing. Well, I love all of your characters. We shall find out soon what awaits these characters in the world of Zaldan and learn more about each one of them. For now, that is the end of our Session Zero. Episode One will be releasing very soon. Stay tuned, hotties. Mm -hmm.